Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. Hey guys, it's Dylan here. Aubrey can't be with us today, so I enlisted one of my favorite people, Tawny Laura. She is a bisexual New York City-based writer, public speaker, and the co-host of the Recovery Rocks podcast. She also has a blog, The Sabria Tea Party. Big fan. I will say this is my first interview, and I did get a little nervous and mess up my words a couple times. But Tawny was very gracious and a nice guest and very kind. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Tawny Lara. Hi. <laughs> So you are the sex expert. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can be. I'm your sex expert. Oh, I love that because I need all the advice and help I can get. <laughs> okay, so you're in the right place. Um, in one of my episodes, I mentioned um, the amount of awareness in the room now when like when we're in the bedroom and getting intimate. Um, what do you think about that? I feel like now when I'm trying to get it on, I feel so present that I can't let my inhibitions go. Sometimes I feel like. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's actually a question that I get often, even from people that don't, don't necessarily have a drinking problem, but maybe like to have a glass of wine first, or, you know, they just, alcohol is a part of them relaxing and getting in the mood. Right. And so there's just, there's other, there's other things you can do to relax, you know, like maybe meditation or asking your partner for partner or partners for a massage, or, um, even just talking about it as unsexy as it might sound, just talking. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's like, so against like the hookup culture. Cause I feel like <laughs> when I was a huge drinker, I was all about the hooking up and like quick here and there kind of meetings. Now it's like, I can't like let go like that anymore. It has to be so much more real, if that makes sense. 100%. And that's, that's something that was tied to my drinking as well. And, um, you know, I've still hooked up in sobriety. It's not to say that like, once you stop drinking, you, you don't, you don't engage in hookup culture, but it's just, it's different. Like I found that even what I wanted out in a relationship where even a one night stand was different once I stopped drinking. Right. I do notice the quality of men that I seek out now is a lot different than what I was looking for when I was just hooking up back then. It was all about the body, yaddy, yaddy. And, you know, now I honestly, not to sound cliche, but it's like, don't even look at that. Like I'm just totally looking at if they can engage me here. I mean, yeah, the body is kind of important, you know, take care of yourself or whatever. Um, but I will say I find myself looking more towards that interaction when I can talk and that kind of turns me on a little more. Now it's like tickle my mental, you know, that's sapiosexual. Ooh, I love that word. Yeah. That's, it's a thing. Um, it's yeah. Being mentally stimulated. Sapiosexual. Uh, I've only heard of like t tantric. Is it kind of like that? Like, um, what is it like? Oh, I guess I'm on a different topic. Isn't it? It's like, I, I know, I, I know what you mean. Like tantric is like, it's it, tantra is a type or tantra is a type of yoga. 
and there's an element to it that is sexual but sapiosexual is like uh it's it's a sexuality where it's like you are more connected to someone intellectually or mentally that's more important than than anything else and maybe you're a sapiosexual gay yeah i think so because like I mean, everyone's on a spectrum of some sort, right? Like, I don't even know who even knows if I'm a, if I'm gay. Like, you know, like I who it's knows? Fluid. It's right. Just, you know, we're just humans. And I never would have thought about these things until I got any kind of clear mindness that sobriety has given me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like not drinking has just given me my brain back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I, when, when I was drinking, I was only care. I only cared about like my immediate circle myself, number one, like, and I wasn't worried about like the macro. I wasn't involved in politics. I wasn't, um, I really didn't care about like what I wanted in bed. I, I wanted more, um, I just wanted you to like me and I wanted yes. you to pay attention to me. I didn't really know what I had to offer to a relationship or one night stand or hook up, whatever. I, I just wanted to, I wanted the attention. Right. It's like we dumb down all those feelings when we're drinkers because they don't seem to matter to us until we get to sobriety and we're like, oh, my feelings do matter first. Like that's the only thing that matters in the end. They really do. And I, I wrote a piece called, um, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was about how I stopped faking <laughs> orgasms. When oh my I got God, I, I feel like I've read that one actually. Yes. Temper and um, it was, yeah, I that's a big part of it where like a lot of my drinking sex was like, a, there was a performative element to it where I was like, okay, I've watched enough porn. This is about the time that the woman comes. Right, so I right. Start doing these things. And that's just how I had sex for like way too long. And then I, once I started having sober sex, and I, I was like, wait, I don't want to fake orgasms anymore. Like, I want to actually communicate. Like, will you do this? Can we try this? Yeah. And it's almost this level. It, I, I will say it takes a level of confidence to get sober, right? Like, yeah, you have to take, a, you have to know that you deserve better. And I think it's the same in the bedroom where it's like declaring what you want in bed. You have to know that like it's a valid ask and that you deserve that. Oh, totally. I love that. Um, you just hit five years on November 30th. Uh, yes. So did. congratulations for us all for that. I just hit one year, December 15th. So we're very, and we're around the same two weeks there. I have not had many sexual experiences sober. We've talked, I've talked about that on the show before. Um, so you've got five years on your, under your belt. How much does sex change? I know you said stop faking orgasms. That was never really an option for me. Um, <laughs> but I could always say like, oh, baby, I can't come right now. I'm just too drunk. I got whiskey dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess another cliche is like everything changes. And I've gotten to know my body so much more and knowing what I, what I like, what I don't like, what, um, I will say, like, especially for, for women or people that identify as women, it's like, <laughs> like masturbate, feel your bodies. Like, I mean, I guess every, everyone should, I just have it in my head that like all cisgender dudes know their bodies. 
Yeah. Like you, you can, you can get off in two minutes. It's like, it's easy. I just have that in my head. Maybe that's my own thing, but it's so important for, for people to explore their own bodies before they really bring someone else in and, um, or explore if you're with someone you trust, explore your body together and just, you know, try, just try different things. And, you know, if you see something in a porn that turns you on, say, Hey, let's try this. And like, that's my partner. And I do that a lot where it's, and it's like, if we don't like it, we just laugh. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. That was funny. I want to get to that point, honestly. (laughs) But then it's like, Oh wait, I like this. This is fun. And it becomes like part of our Rolodex, if you will. (laughs) Right. Did you not feel that like kinkiness when you were a drinker? Or was it more of just like, get it done, it's just the act? It was, I will say again, it was just more performative. It yeah. was oh, yeah. like, I would do kinky things, but it's because this is what I should do. This is what men want me to do. So I should do this. Yes. Like, and think it's hot if I make out with my girlfriend. So I'm going to make out with my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, you're, and you're like, oh, I liked it. <laughs> and it's, again, it's like, it all comes back. I just, I really just wanted attention. Yeah. I feel that way. I've, there's so, so many times I feel like I've been having drunk sex and I'm like doing this stupid like gay porn move where I'm like arching my back yeah. and doing this like unflattering <laughs> ang- like oh my god right and I'm like what angle does this look good at except for this one he's looking at me from down here and yes. I probably look like a potato on top <laughs> like, <laughs> if the, like if there was a camera maybe that would be a good angle but it's like <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Oh, I love that. I am so inspired by you. Um, I, I would love, to, I, like I said, I've only had a couple sober sexual experiences, um, but that's mainly because I've become selective now. I don't need to just like screw anyone. I don't need to just go out and seek that. I've, you know, need to seek someone on a different level, I guess. I don't, I don't know. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I do. And it's like, you know, you just hit one year. So it's like, you're still like, you're, you're meeting yourself still, you know, yeah. like huge part of, of your life. Like this, this first year, th- that's, that's huge. Like so many changes have happened and you're, you're meeting yourself. You're learning things about yourself that you didn't know before, or maybe you were in denial about before. And, yeah. and, you know, or you date yourself in this time, the better of a partner you'll be in the future, better friend you're going to be, a better son, brother, right. you know, like it's, it's crazy how it's like this one act of not drinking, like the ripple effects just impact every, everything, like every, I'm not going to say it's like sobriety is amazing and then like, there's nothing like that there's no down, like, I don't know, I'm not going to say downside, but like, it's not easy all the time. That's what I'm right. trying to say. But I will say like the vast majority of, of life has gotten easier more because I know how to deal with it now instead of running from it. Yeah. I tried to date someone in March and that was about three months into sobriety. And I want to say that was the worst idea I could have had. And it, it didn't set me back making me want to drink per se, but it did set me back in like the the progress I had made learning myself and not depending on anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And, you know, there's, there's a theory that, you know, they say that your mind stops maturing 
um, as soon like the at the age that you start self-medicating. So I started self-medicating at uh, 15. So, you know, I didn't, people that aren't self-medicating, they're gathering life skills as life happens. Um, but I wasn't, I was, I was hiding and I was using. So then I fast forward 14 years, I stopped drinking at age 29 and it's all, I, I'm like a teenager again, you know, right, like, yes, I feel that totally. Like yeah. I stopped, I stopped drinking or I started drinking about 17, 18 years old. And I feel like, so like bubbly again. Like, I feel like little things that excite me again. You know what I mean? Little, like just getting, getting the right coffee flavor in the morning. And I'm like, yay. You know, like before that's like, okay, who the fuck cares? No, that's great. And it's like, it sounds like you're taking time to actually enjoy life. Yes. Yes. Think, and that's a big thing. A flavor of coffee. Like, you know, like this makes you happy and it starts your day off. That's great. Yes. Um, what's your favorite mocktail, by the way? Girl, what's your I like go-to? Non-alcoholic beer. Like I'm not. <laughs> yes. I love I, some trashy Budweiser Zero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'll take a Heineken Zero. I'll yes. take a, I will say my favorite, um, the, the non-alcoholic beer world is just booming. Yes. Right? Oh my God. No, check it out. Like they're, I, my favorite is Partake. They're a Canadian okay. brand. Okay. Um, they do, they have a blonde, an IPA, a pale ale, a stout. And I'm just like, it is, and it's 0% alcohol, like zero. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. Cause this, the 0.5 freaks me out sometimes. Yes. Um, yes. But this is, it's 0%. So like, I, I'm not like endorsed by them or anything. This is a genuine. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you, I'm a genuine fangirl of Partake. Like, check them out. I will Partake. Um, yeah, I just when I was a drinker, I was I liked beer, like beer and whiskey. I was not like a. I would like make fun of like, oh my god, you're drinking a Cosmo. Like, great, good <laughs> video. Like, I was asshole. <laughs> I love it. I was too, and I was always that bartender that made fun of people asking me yes. what non-alcoholic beers we had. Yes. No, same. I was a bartender too. I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to sit at my bar and drink an O'Doul's. Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, enjoy that $1 tip. Thanks a lot. You're helping me. You know what I mean? Such an asshole. And they'd always leave me like a $5 tip and I didn't even think about it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. They, and I get it now. I get it. Like they just, they like having the, the bar experience sitting yeah. in a bar beer. Like you, I still miss that. And I, I know. I, still feel very comfortable in a bar I guess because I bartended for so long but I know a lot of people can't do non-alcoholic drinks they can't go to bars and that's I totally, totally respect okay. yeah yeah I I'm the same way I was a bartender for so long it's just like so comfortable it's like a home feeling in there and it's not per se the alcohol it's more like that family feeling just being around yeah. people and talking and there's plenty of people like you know being a bartender there's plenty of people that will come in and just discreetly drink like cranberry juice with their lunch and hang out with all their drunk friends and you know it doesn't have to be a big ordeal every single day going to a bar you know it could just be a cool little hangout it really can. And, you know, we know that now, but back then we were just like, well, we need shots to make it through. The <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It would be like counting down the minute to that first shot. I would did not listen to a word anyone said until we got that booze flowing. Yes. What was your drink of choice when you were? So I drank alone a lot. So I was a red wine drinker at home. When I was in public, I was always a beer and a shot guy, like a, you know, a beer just to like have something to hold 
and you know shots to keep it going so i was like beer and a shot beer and a shot and then if i really wanted to get blacked out i was a wine and a shot kind of guy that's, <laughs> that's a special recipe right there yeah i was savage <laughs> in the worst way and now i'm like in bed by eight o'clock with a cup of tea and i've never been happier i know i texted my best friend last night it was like 6 30 and i was like is it too late to like have a melatonin and read my book he's like no if it makes you happy do it I'm like you know what you're right no you you figured it out you know how to start your day with your favorite coffee and you have melatonin in a book at night like you have figured out sobriety at your at year one like congratulations yes thank you so much um I have one more question for you how is working on I love the podcast by the way sobriety rocks podcast with Lisa Smith how's working with Lisa I am such a fan of hers as well Yes, Lisa's amazing. Um, and to be to be kind of sassy with you, it's recovery rocks. Oh my god, what am I saying? <laughs> Sobriety <gasps> rocks. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I know it's recovery rocks. It's my nerves. I'm so nervous. It's okay. It's totally fine. Um, so recovery rocks. Um, Lisa and I we met on Instagram, just like you and I did. Yes. And we um you know, we connected over sobriety and rock and roll. And so we wanted our podcast to, to be the same where, you know, we talk about recovery and we talk about, um, we end each episode with, we call it a music minute where we just talk about music. Sometimes it's just pop culture, but it's usually like a song we're listening to or a concert, you know, RIP concerts, but. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, recovery and rock and roll. That's like, that's my jam. So I'm so into it. I do. And I had to pull this up really quick so you could see all these played check marks next to all your episodes. <laughs> so you know that I'm just nervous and messed up the name. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I love it. If, oh my honestly, God. Like when I listen to a podcast and one of the speakers like makes a mistake, I'm like, oh my God, I love like they're humans. Yes. Oh my God. And I will notice it like, but I won't notice it while I'm saying it, but I'll listen back to an episode and I'll hear myself make an error and be like, how did I say that? I don't even remember saying that. Like, <laughs> I know I do, it, I do it all the time. Like it's, I, it's, it's it obviously recovery rocks. That makes so much more sense. Like I wrote down, I don't know why I wrote down sobriety rocks here. I'm a dumb dumb, but I'm also such a fan. like my blog is called Sobriety Party. So that's probably what you were thinking. It's like Yeah, and it's my like scratch hand notes, like not very attractive in right. No, and it's like the word sobriety and recovery, like how many things are called that right now, too. I know. I can't keep track of it all. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on the recovery gay. Uh <laughs> Oh, well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. And Aubrey wants to send his love. He wished he could be here today, but he had other engagements. Um, but thank you. Um, it was so fun to be here and I'll catch Aubrey next time. This, uh, this show is so great, like having resources for the sober LGBT community. Like this is so needed. So I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, and we say at the end of every episode together, stay sober, girl. So on the count of three, are you ready? One, two, three. Stay sober, girl. Stay sober, girl. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. To learn more about Tawny, visit her online at tawnylara.com, T-A-W-N-Y-L-A-R-A.com. Or her Instagram is tawnymlara. Her blog is sobrietyparty.com. That's sobriety 
tea party like a tea party and her podcast with lisa smith is recovery rocks if you'd like to find us we are online at thesobergay.com on instagram at the sober gay podcast and you can email us at thesobergay at gmail.com <laughs>